If you ever reach the bottom of the sea Don't look for me, I will be dead Hello and welcome to the Occupied Podcast, a podcast discussing the Norwegian television show Occupied, normally, but now we're doing an off-season tour through the television show Nobel, which came out in September 2016 on NRK. I'm Jack, and I'm here with three of my besties, and uh, we're going to go around and do a quick um, introduction of everybody in case you're new listening to the podcast, you weren't familiar for um, our coverage of uh, Occupied. So again, I'm Jack. I kind of watched this show through the vein of international relations. That's something I've always followed and studied in school. Sitting next to me is Kevin. Hey, I'm Kevin, and I am an actor and uh, an artist in the D.C. area, so I'm coming at it from like a... Per- How does everything look visually? Acting-y. And acting- <laughs> What's acting the acting-y is- things? You're a thespian. I'm a... Okay. Don't call him that. That's so mean. <laughs> Um, no, it's coming out from a artistic standpoint. What is the storytelling device that they use? What kind of uh, tricks up their sleeves? You're looking for the problems. I'm just... looking for the yes. Let's I'm just see. looking to poke dis- holes in this. I'm not looking to poke holes, and that's it. <laughs> and then who's next to you, Kevin? Um, what's your? Just Matt. Uh, this is cr- and this is crazy. It's at the top of your. But here's my number. Right Shut up. Okay, it's uh, Sam. Oh, hi, oh, Sam. Hi, hi. Let's move this along. Wow. Uh, I'm Sam. I went to Georgetown with Jack, so we studied security studies together, and I'm I think the resident TV expert. Can I yes. call myself that? Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Because I've seen every episode of The West Wing seven times. <laughs> that's what? not true. That's that's an exaggeration. The first the first four seasons definitely multiple times. The last three not so much. <laughs> and lastly, we have. Guru. No. Guru. <laughs> say, say, say it like it's how it really is. Guru. And why are you here? I'm here because I'm Norwegian, so I get to pronounce things. And um, and the first thing I'm going to have you pronounce is the um, name of the guy who is the creator and director of this show. Um, so his name is Per Olav Sorensen. That's pretty close. Per Olav Sorensen. Now he is, so he created and directed the show. He did this eight-episode run. Um, he also is known for directing the Heavy Water War. Um, it's also credited on IMDb as The Saboteurs. You can watch that also on Netflix. Ooh. And yeah, it's about the um, a group of Norwegians during World War II that sab- sab- were saboteurs and tried to destroy the um, heavy water plant that the Germans were using for a possible nuclear program um, mm-hmm. that never came to pass. So it looks like they were successful. So let's uh, jump into this show. If anybody has any comments before we jump forward, good. I'm excited. Yes, let's get into this. So um, <laughs> today we're going to be discussing uh, episode one, the first episode of Nobel, um, which again um, has no name. Do you notice that, Kevin, that these... Uh, there's no titles. There's no title. Yeah, the, they're all the, just. It's just episode, episode one. one uh, yeah. Okay. That was what, that was my first question. Was, yeah. It has no name. No, no, t- no name. Um, how do you feel about that actually? Just in general, because I, I think of like House of Cards. They were just. They're all just called chapters. Do you yeah. like shows that have names? Because it doesn't give anything away. Yeah. Appreciate that. Does yeah. it feel like it's more of a cohesive narrative if it's not? I mean, it's less episodic in if it doesn't have its own title. Uh, yeah, I feel like ep- ep- things that are mm-hmm. episodic, ha- are, it's, it makes sense for them to have titles because mm-hmm. you can actually mm-hmm. be like, oh, I can reference what yeah. happened in this yeah. thing, but if it's just like chapters or just mm-hmm. n- numbers, like, oh, it's part of a, con- a bigger mm-hmm. story. If you're going to have episode names, then they need to be more creative than they were in Occupied. Yes. The month? <laughs> I kind of liked it because it helped ground me in where I was yeah. in each time because it did, it, I don't think we ever saw dis- like it displays what month it was, but you knew it was following this Oh, timeline. I thought yeah. that was the most boring All right, thing. well, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. An old Norwegian saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have the opening credits. It starts in the very first thing we actually hear even before the music starts playing is a quote from President Obama saying, um, evil does exist in the world. A nonviolent movement could not have halted Hitler's armies. So that is actually, I did some research. <laughs> I googled the quote. <laughs> really I'm asking so much. You went Everything to the prime, prime source. Um, it's just, um, it's just, Nobel speech, it's from right? his Nobel yeah. speech um, so that he won in 2009. Cool. And, um, and he, which is actually a very interesting speech because he, that, for 
He's like the first guy to win the Nobel Peace Prize that has like an active kill list with a flying (laughs) drone army. And in his speech, you know, receiving this Peace Prize, specifically talking about the importance of military action in certain certain scenarios. I'm sure that will become a theme in this. And as we saw from a little bit of the back and forth between Erling speaking with his father and the little uh, back and forth they had where they specifically bring up Hitler Mm. and talk about the need for action because his father seemed uh, is a little more of a peace activist. However, uh, that is later on. So, well, how do we feel about the opening credits? The credit like, montage. Very artsy, so I think we should defer to Kevin. It's there. so artsy. It's so artsy. <laughs> no, it's really cool. I really like how it's this, the juxtaposition of the stillness versus the kind of breaking apart of each mm-hmm. character and each scene. And I thought it was really... A, it was so Sam and, I talked, Sam and I talked before about this. Sam, you were less into it and I was more into it and I have actually mm-hmm. come away towards you a little okay. bit this one because I think my thought was compared to the Occupy credits the Occupy credits were not as artistic and were not as no, you they, might they say they kind of just got you rubbed up yeah. is what yes. I thought of the Occupy the Occupy ones because for that song I thought it's much more propulsive than this yeah. one which is more a little bit it could you could say melodramatic or you could say like contemplative um, but I think I chose melodramatic melodramatic <laughs> yes the, but I noticed that the, the occupied ones were great because two things that I look for in uh, when I look at opening credits are do the credits do one of two things do they help inform the audience help, can we learn something by watching these or does it help really set a mood and a feeling and can maybe even hold up independently as its own art like the one I think of that's uh, like a really artistic one I really like is like the Mad Men one. Yeah. yeah. Like the, that I think that's beautiful. I think it 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 really kind of helps get me into the mood to watch one of those episodes. One on the helpful side is like Game of Thrones. Fresh which, Prince of Bel-Air also. You <laughs> see that? <all laughs> it literally right. tells you exactly <laughs> to where they are right now. Super helpful. Even better yeah. example. The occupied ones I would put definitely really helpful because they actually show events that it, we never actually see in the show. We mm-hmm. see the flood mm-hmm. that comes, uh, we see the storm that comes in, we see Jesper carrying that woman, we held uh, uh, some of the poster of the side to... <laughs> yeah. Took me a while. Eventually, to <laughs> And I was thinking, this, the the ones for Nobel don't really, I don't really learn anything about the background mm-hmm. of it, but it, I guess I would put it way more on that mood side. Um, the one sure. specific shot I really like of it was the um, one of uh, Oslo on the bottom and then inverted upside down is yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. And so I think there's going to be a lot it's in the show of going life. back and forth between these two worlds that are so, so different. Oh, and yeah. so I imagine this might be a lot of duality between you know war and peace. Afghanistan and Norway. So that's that's what I thought of it. Girl, what did you think? I, mean, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> no. I liked it the first, you know, the first time I saw them. And then oh, yes. after yeah. that, they're just too long for me. I'm it is. It is so they just skip I it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I've seen it. Thanks that's a good point. Yeah, you I'm kind of wondering if Netflix is going to have a feature such that you can skip the Hit credits. The so it'll credits. be autoplay, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. cut through the credits. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. But what about one thing that shows with like cold opens? really good point. Someone's got a time stand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the song was by, uh, it was called The Sea by A-R-Y. It's all capitalized. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I think you're supposed to shout it. All right. <laughs> 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 I love you. Um, so then let's get into the first scene then. Um, so the first thing we see is our uh, the main character of the show, uh, uh, Erling. Uh, Erling Reeser? Reeser. Girl? Yeah. Uh, played by who? At, who? Axel Henney. And who is Axel Henney? Axel Henney is one of our 12 actors <laughs> that we have. <laughs> and sure. That we have, yes. He is a man. Because I do recognize him. I, re- I remember him because we watched Max, Ma- Max Manus, another World War II, uh, like, sabotage movie about the Norwegians. Uh, but uh, most, I guess, international audiences would know him from The Martian because he, ger- <laughs> he played the German that's He's a very right. tall yes. German. Very t- he's so short in real life. Really? Yeah, yeah. he's super short. <laughs> But so they have, because there's this one scene in The Martian where they're all standing before they launch out right in the beginning, and you see they're all looking at the screen, and it's him next, next to Je- Jessica Chastain, and they, they, he's clearly, like, knowing him, you look, he's like, he's standing on a box. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about body shaming him, because we shouldn't, because first off, he's, he's ripped. He's got lots of people. He, he's oh, ripped okay. in this. Um, badass. So the first thing we see is him in, he's out in a forward operating base, um, we know those are called FOBs uh, for short, in Afghanistan. Um, I think this is in Balka province, it's in the north, um, that's where the Norwegian troops were uh, stationed or are stationed for, for a lot of the war. 
Um, and we see him talking. He's Skyping with his son, Rickard. And it, they're talking a little bit about the day. He's um, bringing them up to speed about, oh, we got, we're getting a goat for dinner and got some sodas. And they talk a little bit about, uh, Rickard goes a little bit about him being worried, um, about how he's dealing with his father being deployed out there and he, how people at, um, at his school and teachers ask him if he's worried or yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't like that. Why didn't you like that? I think there's two scenarios. One is the kid is worried and you asking him if he's worried reinforces his worry. And the other is the kid isn't worried and you're introducing him to a new stressor. Um, and I just thought about in terms Such of... Such bad parenting. Well, and it wasn't just parents. Wasn't he saying his teachers and his friends yeah. are asking yeah, him that? Yeah. But I think I it might be... I think it might be a cultural thing because in Norway we don't have a giant military and not a lot of people are in the armed forces and not a lot of people are deployed. So there's not a very strong culture for how do you talk sure. to families, yeah. you know, to military families and stuff like that. So yeah. it yeah. doesn't surprise me that people would ask insensitive questions. Just and it's not even, don't. I don't even think it's out of, um, it's well no, it's well-intentioned yeah. in a sense. Like, girl and I, we spoke about this before, how, um, how many you you looked up some of the numbers about troop presence in Afghanistan from the Norwegians? So how many how many? So total over the over the entire time we've been there was seven or eight thousand. Over so it's two thousand seventeen now, so that's over over sixteen sixteen years. Yeah. So maximum was five hundred people at any at one at, moment. At one moment, yeah. Oh wow. So, so that's very very small. Yeah. And you think about that because we talk in America, we talk about how this generation, um, you know, the most recent wars, um, it's just, it's being fought by such a, a small it's much a small per- yeah. exactly compared yeah. to the previous wars like World War Two and, and Vietnam. But you think five hundred people amongst. You know, a couple million. five million. That's that's I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that's still pretty small. So I imagine a lot of people just don't know how how um, it doesn't impact the culture a, a whole bunch. Um, yeah, no. So um, the uh, the last thing we see is, uh, from this this scene is kind of a slow pullout um, from above him, almost kind of like like a drone or a crane shot, um, and that, that shows awesome. him on the little. Fob. You like that? Kevin? I thought that was, aw- that was such a cool shot. Mm-hmm. Like just sets set it sets it up sets up the fob as like. Being such a little island, yeah. I like that it was at was night. Isolated. At yeah. night, you pull out, and it's just this blackness that yeah. is in there, and you realize how far away he is from his family. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next scene they have is uh, the marketplace scene, where him and his fellow soldiers, who we uh, I looked up, they are in a uh, girl. They're in a unit called FSK, which is <laughs> short for. I want you to try it first. <laughs> I don't. I don't have it written in front of me. So I'm going to say FSK. Forces Special Commando. Which is armed special forces. Special forces. Special forces. Okay. They're commi- yeah. armed forces. Special forces. No. Again, Norwegian. Very straightforward. No special. Special Commando. Special Commando. The Commandos. So yeah, they're they're the Special Forces unit. You could tell their logo is like it's a black kind of uh, shield with a, a white sword and wings um, on it. I know that was on one side, and you notice the other patch they have is like an adorable bear. It's like it's, a, it's like a teddy bear wearing a military helmet. Yeah, look for it next time. Um, uh, that's wait, that's the Norwegian flag. <laughs> no, it's the king's seal. Oh, okay. No, I think it's, it's probably something about the specific unit they yeah, were in. Yeah. I remember the Danes were, I think it was Denmark was in Afghanistan and had um, their, their it was called Operation Unicorn, and they got oh, so much shit from, from, other, from other NATO forces. They were like, we're making fun of us. And so they had to change Unicorns are special. There. Well, we know how to name things. So yes. We can always just defer to us. Yes. Exactly. Um, so the, the, we see the, this scene at the marketplace where uh, the FSK team um, sets up sniper positions in the market because they have um, intelligence that there's going to be a suicide bomber coming. And so they roll up, and uh, uh, Erling... And it's they all fan out. And my question is, yes. <laughs> when, we, when they get there, they yeah. set up everything, yeah. and they, they're like, all right, well, what's going on? They're looking around the market, and then you get a brief view like from the market up, up at the them. people... They're cl- the they're clearly visible. <laughs> Did it make you think of the theater when like you have to be behind the curtains and the audience can see, see you? In the kind of kind exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. so I was like, <laughs> why aren't they yeah. hidden at all? Do you think that's uh, just a constraint think, of the? I, I think it was either a constraint of the set yeah. or 
Because it was a pretty small set. So they shot they shot this in Morocco, Morocco right? yeah. and um, uh, well, I looked on Wikipedia. It says they shot it in Morocco and Czech Republic, and I'm going to go out and let me say that was the Morocco yeah. portion. Yes. <laughs> um, Probably. So they have the guys, uh, they all line up, and we have a, a tense scene of um, Erling identifying this guy that's possibly a threat. Um, they're trying to identify if he's wearing a vest, and uh, they're, they're kind of about to take the shot, and um, Erling shows some discipline and uh, waits kind of to the last moment, sees the man pull up his sleeves, showing that he has no detonator or wires or anything on him, so he's not a threat. Um, you guys find that scene pretty tense, or how did you? I I thought it was great. I loved the, the tension in that. I just thought it was American Sniper, yeah. and I mean, I, obviously that comes in later with the, with with the, the kid. Little, with but even even earlier on, it felt derivative. What did you think of the joke they made right after? The Amer- oh. Of the dig at Americans. If he'd been American, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be, be dead. Oh yeah, dead. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all get quiet. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, because I heard that and I was like, ooh, are they going to find that? I, I, think, <laughs> I think that is a joke I think those guys in that situation would make. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's probably supposed to like draw the theme through of um, how aggressively do we want to engage with the world. Sure. And mm-hmm. But this made me, again, I think this, this yeah. scene, first off, I found it um, entertaining. I found it uh, a little bit tense. Um, I thought it was uh, for, for a quick entry into this show, but uh, at the same time, I thought it was great at demonstrating like after seeing this, I'm like, okay, Erling is a really competent guy. Yeah, yeah. Erling, it, yeah. it told you it's one major thing yeah. about about him mm-hmm. that sets him up yeah. for yeah. later in the from, the, sh- later from this because we see this, so that immediately shows like, okay, this is a guy who's cool under pressure. Yeah. He and he he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Just wants to do the right thing, and so identify that. And then yeah. the immediate next scene, we see he has no qualms about putting shooting a kid that's threatening yeah. anybody. Yeah. So he is he's a He's a cool guy. He's as a cool far. operator. Yeah, exactly. As, as the Norwegians say. Yes, again, that Norwegian <laughs> phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Kult operator. That's wonderful, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not correct at all. But you know what? You try. That's the most important. Um, that, so then the, we see the kid come up, and yes, yeah, so this kid the, uh, wearing, wearing green, they, who's got a, a detonator in his hand, um, Erling quickly, you know, spots him, identifies it, this is the threat that they were talking about, and then pulls the trigger and kills the kid. I, this, I hope this doesn't sound cold. It's so clear that the kid is wearing a vest mm-hmm. to oh, the yeah. audience that I think there's less tension. I almost think it would be a better scene, and I hope this doesn't sound cool, if it were a little bit more ambiguous. And then mm-hmm. we, and then, we're, but we then we totally do find sure. out that yeah. he. Then we, of but, course, I want the resolution, but if, if we weren't totally sure, right? And I, I, I think that's that's very accurate. Um, it does do something interesting though with later on in the after the kid gets shot, mm-hmm. that dynamic of the soldiers trying to like calm the townspeople mm-hmm. down, like yes, and being like, hey, you like, <laughs> yeah. you need to count, like we're, all, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Says, that's and that's uh, when when they so they after they shoot him, they go out and they yeah. start to establish mm-hmm. a perimeter. Everyone's yeah. yelling, and once the one guy cuts open the shirt and, and reveals, yeah, the everyone goes silent. Quiet. Yeah, because like, I, th- I think that's what like the tension yeah. for the kid getting shot. I don't think was as important for the story mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. their engagement with the local, I think you're right, with the, yeah. and and their actual like tactical. Maneuvering mm-hmm. in this yeah. in this city, um, but that said, it would have been. Yeah, I, I do think it, the tension could have been just for just for funsies. <laughs> We're still in really the pilot, want. guys. We're yeah, setting yeah. stuff up <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I still say overall the scene worked for me. Yeah. I was uh, down with it. Again, we are three people who have never served in the military, so we can't. I'm sure three? four. You don't count. Uh, <laughs> Because you wouldn't serve in the American military. Exactly. Yes, you didn't say American. Yeah, I don't. Guys, but you would have served. All right, let me walk you back. If I was, definitely would. Yeah, if I was a couple years younger, I would have served. Yeah. Yeah, conscription was expanded to girls. And you would have, you would have done FSK, obviously, right? Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? No, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, So, but uh, we are four people who didn't have not served in the military, so we don't. I'm sure a military person could watch this and be like, "This is all BS." But I mean, it looked, it didn't look completely incompetent or anything to me. It looked like, oh yeah, this, I I can see this. Um, so a woman uh, bursts through the, the crowd because uh, she thinks this is her son. That's this is Wasima, 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 yeah, running up. Um, and uh, Erling sees him, uh, sees her, excuse me, uh, bolting, bolting to the kid. He tackles her to the ground to prevent her from getting up. 
And um, but very quickly she finds out that that's actually not her son. It's another. Um, her son was just dressed in very a similar, similar way. Very dressed boy. Yeah. Yes, and um, uh, but the crowd is not happy with the fact that. She's, American. <laughs> yeah, American yeah. tackle. Excuse me. Wait, a who? American. Because oh, no, no wow. yes. sorry, he's our protagonist. I just assumed. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. No, yeah. because they tackled a, by a, a Western white man. They yeah. probably all, I imagine, don't distinguish a difference between a lot of that. You think? Do you think the issue was just that he was a man? I think, oh I yeah, think hundred percent. I, I thought it would be exacerbated by the fact that he was a Western white man. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, okay. definitely yeah. no. That's true. Well, these because yeah. these guys are not so of the community. Yeah. I think it, that's an added element of it. It's it's not. Good. It wasn't good to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. good Nothing PR. good is happening. On the <laughs> same time, like Erling, I think totally made the right call. Like, oh yeah. oh yeah, of course. It's just unfortunate that the one female yeah. officer wasn't closer. Yeah, because yeah. that would have. Yeah. 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 Erling, uh, after uh, he picks up the scarf and hands it back to her, when mm-hmm. uh, and apologizes. apologizes to her at this moment in this English. Is, yeah, because I got mean, better shot than Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, Sharif uh, Samani shows up, uh, rolls up in those, uh, the Land Rover. He first gets out and uh, grabs the, uh, the other kid, the kid dressed, his actual son, the one that Usima thought yeah. was his, yeah. and uh, yells at, at Usima um, while the other, the other man comes out from the other car and grabs her and puts him in. Um, then they start driving off. So Ad- Adela, uh, who, who is the female FSK officer, what is her, uh, who, sh- who plays Adela? Am I pronouncing her name correctly? Danica Kerchik? Yep. How am I doing with that, Norway? That's not Norwegian, so I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> you're you're so getting she this is, So she is... Giro, she is not Dan- Norwegian. No, she's Danish. Uh. So she speaks Danish in the entire show. So she is a Danish actress playing a Danish character? Yes. Okay. Huh. Just to not... Yeah. <laughs> because there are other non-Norwegians playing Norwegians in the... Yes, mm-hmm. which we will go into shortly. Um, so she notes when, as they, the, the, the Sharif uh, drives off with Wasima, that uh, they're not going to see her again. And uh, the FSK guys fall back to their Toyota SUVs. Yeah. Just trying to save some money. Yeah. And then the last bit of the scene is we see a man uh, pick up the phone in, and in English call the Norwegian embassy in Kabul and ask to speak to the ambassador. So uh, I don't know what that is, but uh, I mean that is obviously something. I would think yeah. they wouldn't put that in. Did you wonder if he was the guy that tipped off about the suicide attack in the first place? Like uh, if you a really have a relationship point. with the Norwegian, yeah. That's if you a have really enough pull that you can call the Norwegian ambassador, are you maybe a good mm-hmm. asset or something? Yeah. yeah, no, that's actually a really great point. Okay. Or maybe I don't know. I, we don't have enough him. information no, for that know. because, yeah. we, but that's actually. But there is something going on. There. Yes, definitely. Um, one thing I noted is that. Um, I they shot. I kept getting the feeling that this looks like a documentary, and I realized after mm. the fact that it was because it's being shot on digital format, like the same yeah. cameras that you would use to actually watch uh, shoot a documentary rather than um, using like film. Yeah. So um, I actually kind of like that feel. I know a lot of people are very uh, about shooting on digital, but um, it actually feels more real to me in that kind of way. Yeah. Um, so then the very next thing we see is, uh, the, a plane flying and we look inside, we see the military plane is the crew, the FSK guys. It says 13 weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see on the plane is, uh, Wasima dressed in military, um, fatigues. Did you notice her on the plane there? Yeah. yeah. And the, the plane lands in Oslo and is, so it's the FSK team, uh, guys returning. So that obviously there's been a big jump here because four mm-hmm. months have passed by. And um, we see that's the first jump between yeah. time. Yeah. So and, and that's kind of and because the uh, it's it, I think it's interesting because as I was watching it, the last the last line is Adela saying, "I don't think we're ever going to see her again." Then and the literally next, <laughs> the next the next <laughs> shot is oh there she is. is Adela and her sitting next to each other. So something has definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure we're going to go back yeah. and, and find out more about that. So we see Erling meeting with his family. So he uh, his wife and, and son is there. So his wife is uh, Johanna Reiser, mm-hmm. played by. Tuva Novotny. Tuva Novotny? Yes. She's Swedish. She is... Johanna is Swedish or Tuva is Swedish? Tuva Tuva is Swedish. And Tuva is... So Tuva, the Swedish actress, is playing... A Norwegian. A Norwegian. Norwegian. As as opposed to Adela. Yes. Okay. And um, they they have the moment where they meet... uh, So this is a question I want to ask for Sam. Um, How do you feel about... I I feel like you have very particular opinions about child actors and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the trope of like the precocious young child. Actually, wasn't it Kevin that got really yeah. mad every time a kid had a dream and it was supposed to be significant to the plot? 
Probably. Do you this? That yeah. sounds, yeah. sounds Oh, well, yeah. You hated that. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with him, but I mean, there's only so much I can get. So far. With the subtitles. Um, oh, yeah. I'm good. fine with him, and I like. I like the bit of character development with their Skype conversation. Mm-hmm. The kite scene. How do you feel? That's where we're um, at now, so the kite scene. Yeah, I mean, I don't put that on the child actor. I, I, he seems fine. Um, you just don't, you didn't like that scene in general? It just seemed a little... I, I felt like it was a little bit too... Like I was being hit over the head with... Look how great this oh, is. Oh, we're all, you know, having, having this peaceful been, moment, yeah. and then we have a moment where we have to decide how we want to react in self-defense, and mm-hmm. I, it just felt a little too obvious. Well, so because uh, so Rickard is playing with the new kite in the in the park, and two kids beat him up for a kite. Yeah, which is believable. Just like Air Jordan. If I had right? nickel for every time <laughs> someone beat me up as a kid for, for my, my kite. kite, like what is this eighteen forty five? Now, now I will say I yeah. did think that. Like once I heard the kids scream, I was like. Oh shit! Erling has already proved that he's okay with killing, killing children. A kid, <laughs> like, <laughs> like some, he's in his fatigues right now. Like it says something. Yeah. But, so he bolts over there. Um, what did you think the point of this scene was? Then, because he he runs over and um, uh, they uh, Rickard tells him that the kids were trying to steal his kite. The kite gets caught up in a tree. Um, and er- Erling wa- walks over to try to, uh, to get it down, and in doing so, Rickard tells him, like, I told, he told the other kids that you, Dad, were going to shoot them. Yeah. And then and he says something like, but what no, if they shoot me? It's a very, it was a very like, no, <laughs> I like that. And he's like, well, well, we're not going to shoot anybody. We're on, we're on a, we're on a soccer field. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no one Nobody's has, a, no one has, them. yeah, no one has a gun out here. But that's, this is actually, um, something with the, with the translation between the, the subtitles and the actual Norwegian. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and when they, when they say it in Norwegian, they use the actual name of the, of the field and it's very famous. It's mm-hmm. super, Super safe. Everyone yeah. knows it. Even if you don't live in Oslo, you know this place. Like everyone's kid is there all the mm-hmm. time, and it's the safest place ever. Gotcha. Um, and so the way the way he says it makes it feel, you know, it's another joke mm-hmm. that we're not gonna get, and that's why it wasn't translated that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you just if you read Ekvalgsleta, you'd be like, nope. This means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene that we see is Johanna going to uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So we now learn that she is, uh, I guess, well, like a mid to upper mid level person working there because she has direct she has direct access to. The, yeah, it seems um, like she's like one mid- mid- one below. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, the man that she's speaking to is uh, so this is played by Odd Magnus Williamson. Is uh, he is the mid? Oh no, no, I have no, the wrong one. No. Yep. Yeah, Christian Rubeck is that? Yeah. Christian Rubeck, who also was in Max Manus, he plays he. What, who does he play, girl? He plays uh, <laughs> he plays the the utenriksminister, which is the secretary of state. So the secretary of state of Quillen. Yeah. So he's the yeah. head for a uh, diplomat, foreign affairs guy, and uh, he is sixteen. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Right. He is so young <laughs> to do yeah. that. But there is okay for the next for for our next recording. I will print out the actual ages of a lot of our ministers because they are. Young, yeah. they're in their early mid thirties, and all right. Geez. Well, here I'm gonna actually look that up. Yeah. So, um, uh, Johanna gets an update from her assistant. Things that are going around in the world. Um, she is told that she has a meeting with Rolf in in Harab. Rolf in Harad. Rolf. We're gonna call him Rolf. Rolf. And um, they talk about uh, the was he that works for NORAD? NORAD is is the um, it's like the d- development um, organization within the Norwegian government. It's kind of like USAID. Um, he yeah. was a geologist who turned out a really lucrative job. Um, uh, lucrative jobs where he could make a lot of money instead to go into this kind of development field. And he's been working in Afghanistan. Um, so they have this meeting. The minister uh, comes in and, and has uh, a direct interaction with Rolf, and they're talking about a deal with the Chinese. Now, for the love of God, I'm going to need you guys to help me explain, uh, to help, help. <laughs> what is luck. the deal? Um, it's $30 billion. We're told that like it's five a, times. 30, yeah. No, $30 billion kroner. So, yeah, so that's like what I meant. It's $15. <laughs> <laughs> Divided by they're, eight now, I think. They're actually deciding who, who's going to pick up the check for, for dinner and yes. go out that night. So the deal is concerning over oil development in Afghanistan. And the Chinese are uh, kind of – there's a little bit of a problem with them because the way they want to do it, they want to go and basically extract um, the, the oil and kind of get the revenue to themselves where the Norwegians are pushing for more, where the money will stay with the with locals. The Afghans, yeah. That's, yeah that's so, the way, so the way I understood it is that it's 
it's called it's a program called Oil for Development, and it's Norway goes out into the world and say, hey, if you have oil resources, here is how to set up your system so that the the benefit of that is you know goes to the people and mm-hmm. stays in country, and you don't fall victim to the oil curse, oh, right? Uh, right. So we're trying to teach the Norwegian model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm guessing the Chinese are there just as a more of a regular, we just want to invest in a country that has a bunch of oil. And when we invest, we get to extract profit from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rolf mentions that uh, the trouble he's having is with a landover, Sharif. Um, uh, and that's... Wasima's husband. Wasima's husband, yeah. the guy we just saw, and who ultimately is going to get Wasima. killed by the end of, of the episode. Spoiler alert. Yes. There. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this, you probably... Hopefully you're, hopefully you're, you're, not, you're not simultaneously <laughs> watching with it. So... Um, we should do that, a, a simulcast with the <laughs> live commentary. Like riff tracks of it. Yeah. yeah. We, um, and they end the meeting with saying, always a pleasure. Which, Kevin, I thought you would like because you're always a big fan of when they use American idioms. Yeah. It's, they don't have it's, a it's, it's very funny to me. <laughs> like, it's, it, yeah, it, it's, it's a little jarring, but, like, I get it. Yeah, no, it... It's, it makes things a lot You guys easier. are everywhere. We can't... Okay, the... Min- soft power. The, to go back, the Minister of Foreign Affairs currently was born in 1965. His name is Borga Brende? Borga Brende, yeah. All right, do the math. 65... He looks like the age a person should be, as opposed to... Like 52, do you want? All right, how... Yeah, let's go. How old is Christian? Rubek is... I'm over under, I'm guessing, 17 and 21. (laughs) He's just... I think he's there for some eye candy, and I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah? (laughs) You know that totally means he's going to end up being the bad guy, right? Yeah. No, I mean... Yeah. Good-looking young guy who seems personable. Smiles a little too much. And he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so we'll never know how old he truly is. Um, does, does he even <laughs> exist? So the next scene we have, yeah. <laughs> Erling gets a call from uh, his father and goes to, to meet with him. On the way, he buys some drugs for his dad. So his dad, As one does. Yes, yeah, like you do. Well, yeah, so he's, he's a loving son. He wants to make sure his, his dad, dad clearly is. is struggling with some abuse problems yeah. um, or has a medical condition that's not for cover that you I, need that. I, I mean, there's I, some... Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a, he's an, he's addicted. Yeah, yeah I was gonna to say something. I think there's some addict behavior in yeah. that conversation. So and the oh and and this is another one of those language things. So Giro, um, Erling's father is Swedish. Swedish. Yes. Swedish actor, Swedish character. Yes. Okay. Mm. And. That's that, why. And that's why the, those some of those comments that he makes about uh, when they his we get the impression that his father is not supportive of Erling's career in the military and his uh, work in Afghanistan, where um, Erling then said uh, kind of retorts saying, "Hey, like we need to act." There's look during World War II, the the Nazis rolled through to you know two million Germans through neutral Sweden. How good was that? Which is kind of another callback to. The very first thi- thing Obama's we see in the whole show with Obama movie. talking yeah. about couldn't stop Hitler's army, and they've obviously had this conversation several times because he, his father, makes the the comment that you keep going back to that kind of argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he also says uh, that's the thing with, that Erling says is saying the the two million Germans walking through Sweden was that noble, which is interesting because or was it Nobel? Well, no, that's the thing. Yeah, so yeah. the show. Um, the word, like, Nobel, the name of the show is, like, Nobel, like, Nobel Peace Prize, but that word in Norwegian just means noble. Yeah. So. So that's the, the show ran with a different title in Norway. Did it? Nobel-Peace at Any Price, which I think is telling. Huh. Um, yeah, and that's actually the tagline. So yeah. I didn't see the tagline. Well, that was uh, in, like, the IMD description okay. of, of the show. Yeah. Um that's actually I, interesting. So where, because yeah. I'm trying to, this one thing about this show, which not to jump too quickly to my, my uh, ultimate comments on the pilot is, um, I don't know really where this show is going yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have a feel. I don't feel like I've got my arms fully around about where the narrative is going. Who who's important to follow? Do I need to understand everything yeah. about that oil deal? Yeah. Do, <laughs> how much of that yeah. oil deal is actually important? Or do I just need important? to know that Sharif is the problem? Is yeah. that enough? To so know? my gut is saying that that yes, I think I think that's all going to be really important because uh, I, which I've mentioned to you guys offline before. Um, actually, not Kevin. Have you seen? Do you, are you familiar with the show uh, An Honorable Woman? It was Maddie no. Gyllenhaal. It was a BBC. I think I'm pretty sure it was a BBC show. Sounds familiar, maybe. Yeah, she wanted a couple of awards for it and it's it was like a political it was very similar it was like a political thriller set in london um and the middle east and it would cut Mm. back and forth and there were time jumps 
Um, and it kind of, she kind of was wrapped up in this larger uh, conspiracy in dealing with the Middle East. So I, mm. at, I like, that's what I keep leaning back on that mm. there's, there's got to be something, somebody's trying to keep, some, there's some kind of plot or conspiracy and, and bigger powers of yeah. work that, that I think is going to slowly be revealed through the character of Erling and, and Johanna and those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. If that would be my guess. Do you think you have a sense of the political perspective of the show? Uh, like from the showrunner perspective mm. or the, like what? So when I think of 24, I think of it as kind of an argument for torture, yeah. right? Because you're mm. being presented with these mm. situations where it makes sense. And every, when I think of a show called out. Nobel Peace at Any Price that's mm-hmm. mo- referencing Hitler multiple times, I wonder if it's going to be an argument for a Diplomacy deeply aggressive or begr- foreign yeah. policy. Yeah. With that quote, I wonder. Or if they're going to, if my, it's then going to be a criticism of that. Sure. If they're going to show that. Happening. My gut is going to be. It's. Uh, I. I, yeah. I bet you it's going to end criticism. really. I think it's going to be a really gray ending. I think it's going to okay. be a really complicated. Well, that's the Nordic noir, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> Nordic you know, maybe, noir. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the killing. Or maybe oh, some kind of level of nihilist <laughs> about it that, like, yeah. as hard as you try. Well, nothing is right. With the world, I don't know what accent that was, but it was offensive. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's get uh, uh, back to the show. The, mm-hmm. We have the concert hall scene. So mm. Erling meets up with Johanna. He uh, is able to spot the minister's car pulling that up and cute. calls it. Right. Oh. That was, yeah. That I again. I still can't understand how he. Like, you just saw the car pull up. I think. He's no, he, but he's yeah. describing this. Oh. And how? And then the he. I think he just. He, I, he, it's, it's like one of those things. I bet you, if you went up to him, he knows where all the exits are in every. Yeah, I think it just says a lot about again, like a, just one more thing about his character. Then it's, and, but it's also like in a playful way, like oh yeah, it's, so it's good. You wanna... Is this marriage going the way of the occupied marriages? I or hope is this no. no. I like them. I don't really... think so, because like the occupied marriages, those were like. You, Rough it, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And these are this guy. It seems like they're a team. Like yeah. if they are gonna and they're a thoroughly be rocky. It's gonna be about like yeah. over some one, common thing that they're working on. One thing I really liked about them is they're both really, really competent at their jobs. Yeah. So like he is obviously we've seen through the scenes in Afghanistan a really competent soldier who's calm under pressure and, and looks like he makes the right choices. Um, and acts when he needs to. And she, uh, as a diplomat, is very intelligent, um, very uh, can very quickly, um, as we see in the scene with her in the concert yeah. hall, is able to diffuse and, and manipulate a situation necessarily. That was, to that was clever as hell. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's talk a little every, bit about that Every scene. Ming vase has a defect. Uh, you saw ours. That was, I was like, so yes. they're supposed to meet with the Chinese who are coming <laughs> yeah. there uh, 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 in leading up to a possible trade deal it's with their the Chinese. their energy minister, which has some, mm-hmm. but oh. he doesn't have that title. What was it? State uh, Counselor of Land and Resources. State Counselor of Land and Resources. And she kind of rolls her eyes. Like, but I have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I like the, the guy's like, no, no, no. Like his name, saying that, like his yeah. title in Norwegian is... State Councilor of Land and Resources. <laughs> Did he say it in English? He said it in English. <laughs> so like, the, uh, but so like, yeah. but why? Why is that? Like, why did he was say it to the Chinese? Yeah, why did he do that? No, he, he, no, he, he said it, it to her. Said it to her. Oh, but she that's says be- energy minister, and he cracks her. Yeah. But she, he is helping her because she, she will have to. Uh, oh, she's going to the Chinese guy. Yeah, so if she has to simultaneously translate that in her head, that's going to be. She's not going to remember. And that as the, right before the Chinese show up, the no, one of the uh, individuals from the Nobel Prize Committee is there. The with chair. The, the chair. Oh, the chair yeah. with yeah. the uh, with uh, this character, Anchan, who is an activist. And uh, this is reminiscent of an actual occurrence that kind of happened. Gira, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh. Oh, yeah. No, because we, uh, we gave the Nobel Peace Prize to a Chinese dissident. Um, he's in prison in China, but we gave it to him. And, yeah, uh, he's still there. Oh, yeah. And uh, the relationship with China went... Really? Yeah, so this was what really year? Really far was, down the line. This was 2010? Mm-hmm. 2010. And what was his name? Um, oh, I forgot. Li Li Jiabo? Yeah. Li Jiabo, was it? That sounds, that sounds right. Um, I know you asked me to research that on, in advance, but I forgot to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we gave the peace prize to him, and then China started a lot of sanctions against Norway and trade. And it's like China versus Norway. Who got in, did it? Didn't it like actually impact people going over? Yeah, there? one of our one of our um, prime ministers from way back. Mm-hmm. He was going there for a conference and was denied a visa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were oh. like, "No, you're not invited." Um, so it's been it's been rough, and I think we're still rebuilding, but we're getting we're we're getting, getting there. Yeah. 
So the uh, Johannes is able to definitely um, uh, save the situation by moving the the dissident uh, to away the to the balcony seats <laughs> and having um, uh, with that Ming Vei's uh, story, and they it looks like it's resolved. And she goes in quickly over to. Um, Erling, who says, what does he say? I don't know what ha- just happened, but I think it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> adorable. And then he, she's like, all right, you ready for Sir Gustav Mahler? And he gives a, he gives a fist little... pump. I actually had a question for Norway. A girl, we don't call her Norway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Johanna calls Nora the chair by her first name. Would there necessarily be a relationship between those two groups? Flat structure. Uh, so... <laughs> I would not be surprised if they knew each other at all. Like because they're powerful people. Because they're right, and they're in the same yeah. sort of sphere. However, even if they didn't, she would still probably have called her by her first name. If I met the prime minister, I would probably call her by her first name. Really? <laughs> yeah. The only but you're exception also ballsy is ballsy as hell. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. what you need. To the only exception is the king. The you king. do the king. not mess the with the king. The Will king. the king be in the yes. show? I just <laughs> no. want the king. <laughs> but um, but yeah, prime ministers, you know, ambassadors, all that stuff. It's it's very when I my friends' parents first name first names. Yeah. yeah, teachers first names. Hmm. Cool. Um, okay. so they walk so in. Casual. Um, yeah. And uh, the Erling passes Rolf on the way in pa- near the um, communal coat hangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Back, back up real quick. Yes. To uh, Joanne tells her secretary. Oh yeah. Like, what, what do you want me to talk about? Her, no, no. She, she, she tells. Uh, she tells. Uh, oh, the apples. Then they start. To ro- yeah, but when she's like, "Well, what do you want me to talk about?" Small talk. Small talk. Yes. <laughs> Again, sorry. Like, <laughs> I love this stuff. I, it's, it's, I also, was it kind of a funny scene? I, I didn't know. I thought it was funny, but I didn't know if it was intended to be funny. So it, if, if you the, put the Benny Hill theme song, it would have been like a farce. <laughs> like, like when they're, so they start and they see the dissident and they go, mm-hmm. okay, plan A, plan B. And then plan within B. two seconds, they're like, they're, okay, plan B. Plan B, plan B. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Abort, well, this, abort. That's why I like Erling watching this must be like. Uh, last week, people were shooting at me. So <laughs> yeah. like, there's nothing. There's nothing not that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he quickly gets into a much worse situation um, because he receives that text message. So he gets um, a text saying that JPEL target. What is, is JPEL? I looked it up. Thank you. Wikipedia. It's the Joint Prioritized Effects List. Excuse me. Um, and that is the list. It's like the kill capture list okay. of targets in Afghanistan. Gotcha. So Taliban or Al Qaeda or something like that. So this gotcha. this guy's obviously big enough to be, you know, on that list. Um, mm-hmm. And they uh, so he gets so the, 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 that that the text. Yes. Yeah, so he gets the that text that Sharif is in Oslo, um, and that he's going to and the, was he, is, is at the hotel. Yeah. So he um, bolts. To go up because it's just up the street, and we get the the. He Mahler does try music. to confirm the source of the text. Yes, because he, he looks. Oh yeah, it the, looks weird to get a word. The text it. came from his FSK command Eckbert, his yeah. private number, and he tries calling back several times and doesn't get picked up. Was that so? It came up as like FS. Yeah, whatever. it came up like, as like, that. I, like I, he I, had I, that I, contact yeah. already. But was that the first text from him? Like it showed, it yeah, showed up as like yeah, the, first the first text. Second. If it was like his boss, oh, yeah. and he would get usually maybe typically t- get maybe to, like orders them. from like via text. Well, because yeah. this wasn't a normal way he would have gotten an order, right? Isn't that why he tries to call and confirm it? Yeah, you okay. wouldn't probably text. It's something that important. You might. I would call if I. Yeah. Was I think it's worthy of a call. Just call, like, call yeah. and like Snapchat it to him. <laughs> um, so he runs off. The music like an, starts or just playing. R L Y question mark. And uh, you sure? Yeah. So the music starts playing, and I started being very worried because anytime you have that kind of like um, dun, 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 like music playing, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, like, I thought something like I was like so I was like somebody's going to die. Yes. Like something especially as Mahler, die. like yeah. there's someone's. Well, that's be. a throwback to to Hitler, right? So Mahler mm. is banned during the Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. You're the music guy. Am I? No, that's, that's pretty, pretty much history. all you need to know. Yeah. Is it important <laughs> to kind of? They're making a point with it. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? It's, it's, that was a it's, deliberate choice. Yeah, that was a very, definitely a deliberate choice thematically and just... So Erling looks through the window and sees that Sharif is with Wasima, um, has as Wasima, is bringing her down into the basement, mm-hmm. um, and then he follows her, it follows around and goes into the basement, pops up his hood like a badass, mm-hmm. so he instantly so he becomes, becomes invisible. invisible. That's covert. And that's, runs that's up. camouflage. <laughs> Urban <laughs> camouflage. 
Um, and then it goes and, and follows them and then sees they're just beating the shit out of, out of Osima. And Sharif specifically is doing that, so he feels the need to intervene. Do you think when he went down there, he was going, like when he got that text, he was going to go kill no. Sharif? No. I think, I, that's what I thought. When it I said thought, like, no. tar, like target Sharif, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, thought th- I thought that text meant, hey, go kill Sharif. No, I got that more as Wasima, like, oh shit, because something is up with her and he wants to be protective of her. So he sees them beating the crap out of her. He goes up and knocks out the two guards, which... At this point now, I've said multiple times, is my pet peeve because it's really hard to knock out people. And um, it's one step ahead of stabbing them like they did with the, the knockout juice as they did in Some Occupy. Knockout juice. With a, it was a syringe. <laughs> stab, yeah, stabbing with a syringe. It was, again, it's, it's that. Oh, was it the and Russian that, soldiers and, when yeah. they did the... Yes. Okay. It's that, okay. uh, that, again, <laughs> one step above a frying pan, guys. And so he knocks the two of them out. Sharif comes at him with a knife. Erling is able to turn the knife on Sharif, stabbing him and presumably killing him. Um, uh, yes. And then... I mean, it's, it's, it's not really ambiguous. Well, in, like, the opening cred- in the opening credits, there's one of the shots of Sharif dead and a yeah. freaking bird flying over, like a <laughs> yeah. dove. So. so I think it's safe to say... Yeah. Uh, it's not like Jon Snow. He's not going to come back to life after... Aww. Uh, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, it came out this two way. years ago. If you're not up to date, you don't have to, to date. Yeah. This is not the Game of Thrones podcast. Erling uh, takes Shar- Sharif's phone and um, then helps out uh, with Wasima. Uh, we are intercut with some scenes of Johanna looking at the empty seat that, concerned. and concerned about what's happening. Um, but the last thing we see is Erling helping Wasima up and then walking her down a corridor. And we see a CCTV video um, of the scene um, where he just, uh, of the three bodies laying there. So maybe the, a camera picked this up and, and Erling might have been caught. But as Kevin noted, uh, Erling was invisible. So essentially it was three guys who just kind of violently thrash around and then one <laughs> yeah. And that is the end of the episode. Um, what did you guys think? I like it. Like it? Yeah. As a pilot, it really works. What's better, this pilot or the Occupy pilot? Occupy. Why? I think Occupied has so much more fun stuff it can do in its pilot because it's setting up this whole different, a different world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot more possibilities. Yeah, more interesting questions. More interesting questions because that I think you think about Occupied opens up um, like th- th- there's one like we take the our Star world. Star Wars credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we take our world and then we change one radical thing about it and then it proceeds to like oh this thing has a million possibilities of where it could go. Yeah. Whereas this is looks like it's going to be some kind of action thriller, mm-hmm. so it, it's more. It's probably more of a linear path. It's not. I don't think it's going to be something that we haven't seen in other shows before. Like yeah. I, I mentioned, like the Honorable Woman. It's not going to be like a science, a yes. sci-fi yeah. thing. It's not giving no. too much yes. away. I kind of think it's a more effective pilot when it's airing jointly with the second episode. Because they I can establish. Because they, yeah. they can establish and then move forward. Whereas this is, they did a mm-hmm. lot of establishing and then that last killing of Sharif. But we don't. Like, you don't we, really know what you're buying into. I yes, because I don't know why was Seema's. First two, you have I don't sex. know who mm-hmm. Sharif really is except for that fucking conversation about the Chinese, yeah. and then, um, which, oh, which was also an interesting thing, which we didn't talk about, is that Sharia, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, bleh, I can't talk, Erling, Erling. and Johanna yeah. both know about Sharif yeah, independently. In yeah. independently. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they don't know that the other one knows about Sharif. Right. You well, don't think he's is, a big enough name that like everyone would know in the world? I don't know. know about. I, don't know. I think it works really it well. I, setting up Especially the, between the two uh, tracks yeah, of what story. What theme do you think is is the show is going to have going forward? I think I don't have again. Like I said, I don't feel like I have my hand my hands fully around what this show is going to be like. What I am fully right. buying into. Right. Well, to go back to Sam's point or pointing out that it's peace at any cost. I think yeah. it's definitely going to be more of a kind of a morality thing mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. how do you. There are things that need to, they we need to get from A to B, mm-hmm. but A to B is never mm-hmm. going to be a uh, an unrocky path. Yes. Like there's going to be times when you have to kind of bend the rules a bit. And what do you think the is that the, so the ultimate theme is going to be more about that piece? At I think cost. so. Yeah, yeah. Of like I what are that what is the cost that is going to Because I'm more happen. on on the conspiracy side that I think this is going to be like a, a more conventional Well, it's okay for you to be wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I do. I do. I paid so much attention to that deal, to that fucking China deal, and tried to figure out that I, it's not going to be wasted. Yeah. It, may, it may not be. It, um, it could come Tell back. us what you think. Writing in. We have, so yeah. Post about, the comments below. Yes. We, um, we're going to use the same email address. Um, 
as Giro continues to write down the names of famous Norwegian politician people and see if they are how old they are (laughs) Um, but please uh, write into us if you guys got any thoughts we're going to use the same email address that we used for the uh, for the last podcast so it's um, occupiedpodcast all one word occupiedpodcast at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing you guys again uh, or being with you guys again and seeing you for episode two last thoughts Kevin quickly Uh, it was great I just really want to hear as a addendum your your story of uh, being, in a bathroom, uh, being in a bathroom oh, stall Jesus. in Norway. <laughs> oh, God. It's going right. to be the bonus part. Okay, we'll tell this. Okay, well, I'll tell that a little bit offline, so if you guys wait, you can. everyone else can leave right now, and then I'll tell my embarrassing story. All right, but otherwise, we'll see you for episode two. Bye. Bye. Uh, so I was in the bath. I was in a bathroom in Norway. We were up in Tromsø, and I went to the bathroom, and it was a stall, individual stall. And and someone came by and knocked on the door. And I thought, well, I'm going to try to integrate into this country. I'm trying rather than just saying, hey, I'm in the bathroom here. Like I think of what I would say if someone knocked on the stall um, when I was an American, and I would say occupied. That's what I'd say. So I was like. Oh, I know this word in Norwegian. I can just say occupied. So I say occupant. And then, and I walk out. I'm so proud. I walk out and I, I sit next to Gira. I'm like, also, you, you did not hear anything. Like someone no. knocked on the door. They didn't say, I, to like, no, no, no. What? I said, I said, the night door. I said occupant. And then and he just walked away. And okay. I go by Gira and I'm so proud. I'm like, look, I just got knocked on the door. And I was able to figure it out using my, my little brain. And she just starts laughing because why? <laughs> because it's terribly wrong. <laughs> that my in my my initial the picture I got in my head is. Well, hips. what does occupant mean? It it just means occupant, like military. military. <laughs> so what I was essentially like saying in is full camouflage with a big American I, yeah. flag, sitting in a stall. I'm liberating this bathroom. <laughs> So essentially what happened is someone knocked on the door and that guy walked up to use the bathroom, knocked on the door and heard from inside the stall, military occupation. Yes. And then turned and went, I'm going to leave. Yep. Well, at, that's good. It. All right, guys. There, that's my little story. <laughs> All right. Good effort. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.